0: Welcome to Advanced Neuroeducation Podcasts, informative, interesting topics, guests and a bit of brainstorming and sometimes we even have a bit of fun, so here we go. okay welcome to podcast number one we are going to talk about what we're going to do basically we'll spend the first podcast explaining what's happening with advanced neuroeducation, what we're going to talk about in our podcasts and what's planned so this is pretty exciting actually I'm really looking forward to doing podcasts, blogs. We've got all these courses we've been working on. We're looking forward to sharing with you. So it's a very exciting time. So my name is James McLaughlin. I am director at Advanced neuro Rehab. I'm also setting up this Advanced neuro Education. I'm a clinician working in neurological and vestibular rehab for I did a bio the other day actually, and it's close to 25 years. So what that means is I've got I've got some experience in neuro and vestibular, that's for sure. Um, but I'm in that sweet spot where I'm, um, I'm still young, if you know what I mean. So uh, I won't reveal my age, but I'm not very old, um, but I'm very passionate and I've got plenty of experience to share. And I think this is a good stage now to sort of set up this advanced neuro education because there's lots of knowledge out there um, there's lots of questions out there and I've spent the last 15 years working uh, as an academic as well so working with postgraduate physio students mainly um, and often uh, other multi D allied health as well but most of my teaching experience at the University has been uh, with qualified uh, health professionals and. Um, So we've been dealing with questions that we deal with day to day practice uh, and really get into the advanced practice stage of things. So um, the the main issues that tend to come up is a little bit beyond the basics, but sometimes we often revisit them and there's nothing wrong with that. But going through the topics that really help us day to day with practice with um, trying to help patients with um, the sometimes very complex, tricky conditions um and being able to share that information with you guys so from what we've been talking about so when we run face-to-face courses and i've spent the past i don't know probably the past 10 years or so with the the most common face-to-face courses i do in professional development are around vestibular rehabilitation and also uh, our balance and motor control course which is a which is a course around where well, we look at balance but we also address all the interesting um, coaching tips around motor control and motor learning and various uh, bits of information that help to <clears throat> challenge our thoughts and advance our practice in how we prescribe exercises and how we treat people and the various different ways we can do that. What's come up from talking to these people over the years is generally, um, four, four kinds of things that we'd like to talk about in these podcasts. And we've decided that with the podcasts, we want to have them about 30 minutes long, uh, no longer than that. But so they're, they're usable chunks of information that we can listen to. Um, if topics go over that stage, we can, have, we can separate them into different sections and different parts. But we want to have this usable chunk of information for the podcast about to be about half an hour the four, there's four different kinds of topics we think are going to emerge. Um, and so far with the podcast that we've organized, um, these are the different topics. So the first one is um, what we call neuro nuggets, which is just interesting bits to do with clinical neurology, uh, neurorehabilitation, And also if you're, in, if you're a physiotherapist or say an exercise physiologist, and you're coming up against neurological issues relevant to that, well, that will be, we'll have topics relevant for you there. The other topic we're gonna to call is vestibulizing, which is when we're going to be expanding on the world of vestibular rehabilitation. Vestibular rehab's at a really interesting place at the moment in terms of it's evolved into something with lots of clear evidence. There's, um, there's lots of um, specific uh, clinical guidelines and information for treating vestibular conditions. And it's also overflowing into the rehabilitation space and overlapping with other health professionals. So in terms of musculoskeletal sports, if you're dealing with cervical issues, concussion, um, and also neuro rehab balance stuff, it's really growing. So it's really exciting to be able to talk through specific issues to do with that. And also delve delve through some of the evidence and see what which bits we find interesting and how's it going to change our practice tomorrow when we see a patient with these things. The third topic that's on this become more um, increasingly popular over the past five years our clinics are doing a lot of work in this space at the moment and it's just a very exciting time is concussion so we're going to have a thing called concussion discussions where there's um, a real focus um, on not just concussion and the science behind it and is certainly making headline news all the time but a real focus on the rehabilitation side of things so if people have persistent symptoms and if we're you know starting to be a bit um, more specific in our rehab and the challenges around rehabilitating people um, back to work back to school back to study back to sport um, it's a really interesting field so heaps of discussions around that and then the final um, thing the fourth heading we've come under is motor control musings, which is where we're just going to basically talk about interesting ideas around movement coaching. So the balance of motor control course and also our new online course, um, which is motor control concepts um, for for health professionals. That that's, um some of those content some interesting things come up all the time. Um, I'm really interested in motor control myself, so we're going to share. Um, bits and pieces around that so the next question you might have is uh, who are this advanced neuro education mob and so who are we so look, we're based in um, Adelaide uh, in a practice called advanced neuro rehab we've got now 14 physiotherapists Um, my wife Nicole and I um, set up the practice back in 2006 um, where we just basically it just slowly grew where we've been doing Pretty much a combination of half vestibular and half neurological rehab in a, So in an outpatient setting, so most of our patients that we see are in the community, um, and we work with those popul- population groups. I'm also associate professor at Flinders University, where I set up a, a a masters in neurological physiotherapy on top of when I was lecturing in clinical rehabilitation. So I started lecturing there in 2006. Also. And then also, um, and then after that, uh, twenty eleven was the beginning of the neurological physiotherapy masters, um, which I developed, and that's been running ever since. Um, we've got healthy enrolments there, and lots of um, physiotherapists from around Australia doing further study in neurology. Um, so this gives us an opportunity to um, address lots of clinical issues that are relevant to our practice. So we have lots of clinical experience as well, Um, in addition to teaching experience. We also have been engaged in research, so some of our research has been around vestibular balance and falls, I did a PhD looking at the influence of fatigue and motor fatigue on performance in multiple sclerosis. with a particular focus on balance and gait. Gait re-education and gait analysis is uh, also a large part of what we teach. In the Flinders course, most of my teaching has been around stroke and neurological rehabilitation. And now more of a focus on clinical reasoning and advanced practice and what that looks like for physiotherapy. In the professional development side, like I said, it's been mainly around um, balance and motor control stuff and also vestibular. We've got some really interesting online courses which we're about to release um, around, uh, again, vestibular, so dizziness, and we're doing that big focus for dizziness for uh, GPs and physiotherapists who see people with dizziness and be able to do a quick screen for people with dizziness We've also done some work around uh, positional vertigo and where we're at with that. Um, so all the BPPV treatments, and then the differential diagnosis and working with other positional vertigo issues um, with with a particular focus on migraine, for example. So that course is coming out. We've also got the motor control concepts for training course, which is part of the balance of motor control, but we're putting, we extracted bits and we've de- delivered it online to make it, um, um, usable in that format and in the large a large course that we've been developing around um, with our senior lead physiotherapist Liz Jempson ledger around uh, comprehensive uh, concussion um, so a look at rehabilitation and concussion so we've got a quite comprehensive course around concussion so there's lots of stuff coming up that's really cool after that we're going to have quite a comprehensive physical rehabilitation course on multiple sclerosis so we're we're working through those things um it's been a it's been a difficult start because obviously we're a small business COVID has been a huge challenge It it continues to be a huge huge challenge I actually even though we're coming out a lot of the lockdown and restrictions that interrupt to our business We've got four physiotherapists out this week with COVID, so it's still it's still having an effect in it. And obviously, our patients come first, so it's delayed some of this development. But now things are moving through nicely. One of the things that we want to do with the podcast is to make sure, like our other blog material and our course material, is it's going to be clinician focused. Um, and what does this mean? What well, everything's collision focused isn't it? No, well, not necessarily, actually, because what's happened over the past 10 to 15 years in particular is uh, academics have really sp- filled up a lot of the knowledge uh, space and time in knowledge dissemination, looking at research and evidence. Um, and also it's been filled up with more specific information to do with research. But what we want to do is probably um, spend more time of the questions that the clinician have day to day and the, the common dilemmas and the common challenges that we have as clinicians. And we're talking to clinicians who don't do a little bit of clinical work, but the clinicians who work a large a proportion of their time seeing lots and lots and lots of patients with certain conditions so that we we answer some of those specific questions. That's not, that's not to say that research is not important. It just means that our focus is gonna be on clinical questions. With research, there has been problems with the implementation, there's been huge problems with methodology, um, teaching, unfortunately, sort of become a little bit secondary. And some of the research questions certainly needed to have a bit more careful critical review. So we are very much um, passionate about the idea of raising the idea of advanced practice and clinical specialists, and getting a voice and a community of practice for clinicians to be able to support each other and share relevant information. We will keep a close eye on evidence and new developments, that's for sure, and we will talk about those things and we will interview certain people at certain stages um, on those things. We're very keen on the idea of innovation and this is not the, just throwing that term out there because innovation is very much a buzzword at the moment, but more on the idea of innovation in terms of new ideas for treatments, um, blending different ideas for treatments, and how we use our clinical reasoning to develop those things. One of the other things that's happened with evidence based practice, which hasn't always been ideal is the fact that we're researching things, we're not researching anything new, we're trying to establish um, evidence for previously established ideas or theories or um, treatments. Um, And often they are isolated bits of clinical um, in, uh, clinical interventions. So we want to think about, okay, what's new? And if we are going to then develop new, what are the questions that we need to ask each other? And then what are the things that might need to be researched if we're going to be innovative? That also doesn't mean that innovation means technology, because yes, technology is important and it's coming at us thick and fast, but it, we're talking about innovation in a, in a much broader sense. So, what else do we have planned for um, advanced neuroeducation? Well, we've got some the online courses which you will see on our website. We also have face to face courses that will continue, and they'll be you'll be able to see when they are and what they are on our website, and and also be able to book into those. We don't run courses very often because um, we are a, we are a clinical practice, but when we do, they're very popular. So it's a good idea to keep an eye on when they're, they're running. We're going to be running some webinars, the first of which I'm going to go through the 10 movement training principles. And that'll be coming up. And that's a free webinar where we just look at the tra- uh, training principles uh, in general and have an opportunity to think about how that relates to change of practice, clinical reasoning particularly in terms of our interventions. We've got some blogs. We've had a few blogs put onto the site and there'll be a few more blogs coming up around some of the things we're talking about in our courses, particularly positional vertigo, for example, concussion. And there was something else as well. I can't remember, it'll come back to me, but some interesting things that we're coming up uh, to talk about there. We also wanna make sure that this, community of practice that we're building is a global one so we're based in australia and i've got colleagues in america uk in europe we've got um you know clinical uh, sister practices that we keep in contact with as well and sometimes some of this contacts just through social media but it's been really supportive and we want to make sure that we get as many people from as many places Uh, tuning into these things because it's relevant to people with these conditions all around the world and I think it's a um, sharing information and keeping it global makes it much more interesting because sometimes as you probably know clinical practice gets a little bit isolated at times and we get siphoned into our little areas and we tend to copy each other and sort of replicate each other and this becomes trendy in certain areas so it's nice to think about other ways of doing things it's nice to think about how other areas do things. So not just the neuro side of things um, and share that information. So from this point on, what I encourage you to do is is to join up. Um, When you join up, obviously we have, you have access to these free podcasts. You'll have access to some webinars. There'll be some few um, webinars that will be a little bit longer where there'll be a small fee. And then there are the online courses, which you can obviously pay for as well. So we're looking forward to bringing this thing you know, to fruition. The first podcast, well, podcast number two where we go through the topic will probably be a vestibular one. It looks like we're going to be talking about the evolution of vestibular rehab. So that'll be podcast number one. So join us for that. And there'll be more. I think the second one's going to be about concussion. And then look, we've got a whole list of things which I'm looking forward to sharing with you. So get on board, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you for podcast number two. See you later, bye.